0: Today, it's a good day, yes. But today had reminded me of that we need to recognize something. And as we think of, you know, for for us as on this earth, we never know what can happen next. You know, earlier this week, we had a young man who attends the same school as Calvin who got stopped and killed. And you know the, the thing for me when I sit and think of these things you wonder what happens. You know why did that happen? Today I don't know how many of you follow the news report but there was a guy who was um, bitten by a shark um, here in, in the waters around by Andres. And um, he was actually a guy who was in our youth group in Spanish Wells, and we just recently came from the hospital And he was attacked by a shark, a bull shark, which basically, you know, he had no fish on him, he had nothing, it just came and attacked him. And it got me thinking, why do these things happen? Or, it got me thinking, when we think of what we're going to look at tonight, we think of the presence of love. Because we don't know exactly why things happen we don't know exactly what, you know, and we see these crazy things happen in our world. We don't understand it. And it brings us back to the Christmas story. Because that was a crazy night. Because no one would expect it would happen. You see, love is such an interesting thing. You know, we see stories of love in movies and on YouTube where people do crazy things in order to reclaim their love for someone else the thing about all of these signs of love is that they are over the top, grand gestures. Let me ask a question. How many of you ever made a fool of yourself to show someone that you like them? Because, you know, you all ain't know about love yet, but you did some stupid thing to show someone that you thought, you know, I, I really like this girl, and I'm going to make a fool of myself. You know, like some of you on the basketball court, some of you all be like, but yeah, it's Kobe, but, like, you know, but it's for you, baby. And when you go and shoot lawn long air ball, you know, you know, like, or, you know, for you, um, ladies, you know, some of you ladies might have that, you know, special walk and be like, and all of a sudden you just like trip down and, you know, we do stupid, listen, we do dumb things when it comes to love. We do. We do dumb things for, for love. They make a big scene to proclaim their love. This is not how God proclaimed His love. But He did create a big scene with the angels, Jesus' birth and God's love was primarily described in the most humble circumstances. So we're going to look at three points tonight. Number one, God showed His love through humble circumstances. Number two, God showed His love by telling the humble shepherds. And number three, God showed His love by having the shepherds give a humble proclamation. Number one, God showed his love through humble circumstances. Luke 2, 1, 7 said this. In those days, a decree went out to Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus, the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered. If you all remember last week um, when we watched the video with Louis Giglio, um, I know some of the things was all, but this was like one of the worst times. How many of you all have been around here for election time? Anyone ever been for election time? When it's the last minute to go try to register to vote, that's a crazy time, right? Very crazy. That would not be the time that you would want to have to go register. Right now, there are actually people registering for the election for 2017. Because they don't want to be the last minute people to register. But it always happens. You have people who register at the last minute. But this is kind of different. Because you know what? How we could just go to, you know, Mall and Marathon or some other place to register, everyone had to come to one place. One place to register. That was the only place you could go to register and try to get everything straight. This is the time that God chose for the baby to be born. Verse 4. And Joseph also went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed. And we know betrothed means, right? He was engaged. Basically, though, engagement isn't like what we think of today. Because once you're engaged, it was almost as if you were married there. It didn't mean you lived together, but basically that meant, you know what? we get getting married. You know, how many of you know of a couple that broke off engagement? Anyone ever know a couple who was engaged and broke it off and, you know, it happened, right? It was almost as if it was already set in stone, he was married. It wasn't no getting around us. And we do know the story where Joseph went to almost secretly divorce Mary because of what happened. Verse 5, to be ready to marry his betrothed, who was with child. Verse 6, and while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to a firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, when we sit and think of the the, the birth of Christ, and we sit and think of all the perfect, perfect circumstances that we would think, We would want Christ to be born in the perfect place. We wouldn't dream of any of us. How many of you would want to be born in a barn? Anyone want to be born in a barn here? Anybody want to be born, you think any of us would be? Anyone be born in a place where um, people, the animals come and eat? That would not be what you would expect for a king, right? A king wouldn't want to be born in a place like that. And I can tell you the truth. I, I think sometimes when we look at the pictures of the nativity and we see some things, I think we pretty it up. I, I dream of this as, it be, as we know as like a cave, it's a cave type of thing. But I also dream of being smelly, nasty, dirty. How many of you all went to ALC last week? Anyone went to ALC to help with the thing? You ever been around a barn area where it smells really bad? And I, I think that was kind of what was happening. I don't think it was the pretty scene like what we have. Like Mary, you know, Mary's here is fixed so nice. And, you know, I don't think it was like that. Let me ask you a question. How many of you know where you were born? Anyone, everyone know where they're born? All right. You were probably born in a hospital with the best doctors and nurses available. Right? Listen. You and your mom had all the medical care you needed. The environment was so clean that the doctors wore scrubs and booties over their shoes. Now look at this. this, Now look at the stable. Think of the stable for a second. Would you like to be born a stable? No one would want to be born a stable. No one would want to share their bed with where the sheep are eating. Nobody. Of all the places in the world, this is the last place that anyone should be born. And yet, this was exactly where Jesus was born. Jesus was born in probably the worst place imagine, that we could imagine. Like I said, things happen in life unexpectedly. Nobody knows when this is going to happen. But as we know, the Christmas story was no normal story. This was no Hallmark movie or ABC Family movie where everyone ends up at the end of the story Happy. That's not what, that was not the, the the perfect story. That's not what we're talking about. You say, you see, even though God had the power and he could have done anything, he could have orchestrated this in the best possible way, he decided, you know what? This is how I want him to come. I want him to come in humble beginnings. I don't want him to come with the, the crowd and everybody just, you know, coming and praising him at once. I don't want that. Because we do know what was going on at that time too. We know that they all had to go register. We all know everything went wrong that we would think of. I mean, come on, God, you're in charge. you're sovereign. You could easily make Roman that best the best in they had available. You could have done it. He could have done just like that. All right, you know what? Bob? guess what? I don't really like you, so I could put you down in the stable, and I could let my you know, I'm going to be born here. That's not, that's not how God worked. He said, You know what? I want to be in the humble beginnings, the humble circumstance. I wanted to be where, you know what? People could say, You know what? God came for everybody. Jesus came in this world for everybody, not just for the rich, but also for the poor. Okay, that's what some people thought. Some people thought this was just about Christ is going to come and it's going to be for rich, which brings us to the second point. God showed his love by telling humble shepherds. Luke 2, 8 to 14. And it said this In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for you all people. For unto you born this day in the sea of David is a savior. Which, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Question for you. Do you think the shepherds were important people? No. They were some of the lowliest people of that time they were out in how many of you ever been anyone ever been in a country like country setting where you've not been in the city where it's just been dark you know all you see is stars in the night that's all you could see you don't see nothing else around you well here it is the shepherd are just minding their own business taking care of the sheep then all of a sudden the angels appear bam come on now what would you do I could tell you the truth that was me I could roll out I'm, I, I go on. I, I, yeah, listen. You know, listen, you know, listen. You know in them old cartoons when, you know, the people was running with their legs, they had fast, they wouldn't really go nowhere. That would probably be me because I can't run fast, but I would be trying to get out there fast. But listen, here it is, these shepherds. They just mind their business. This is a normal night for them. This is a night where they're taking care of the sheep. They're taking care of those, the people, whoever sheep they are, they're taking care of them. They're they're just watching over the sheep. And this is a, I think it's a quiet, still night. I'm sure that, you know, it was probably, you know, dark, and all of a sudden, bam, angel appeared. Why do you think the angels always have to say, what are the three words they always say? Do not be afraid. Because they know Let's be real. Ain't none of us in this room could be like, Yeah, Angel, what are you saying? Everything cool?" No, ain't no one can say that. You could be scared. We could be afraid. You could be worried about what's going on. And that's why an angel, listen, an angel almost always, if you look through scripture, it's always, do not be afraid. That's how they greet you. Because they know you could be afraid. It's just a normal appearance. Like, I, I don't understand how. None of us in this room probably wake up every morning and say, Hey, angel, how you doing? Except, you know, I used to know a girl in Hachibay who was named Angel when I was there in Lutheran and hugging with the angel. But there's no one who's going to be like, Hey, angel, how you doing tonight? Hey, can you tell me some good news? No, it's not going to happen. We don't experience that every day. We don't see that. But here it is. These, these shepherds, the low class people of that town are the first one of the angels say, Look, today Christ is born. Today, not just any baby is born, not just any baby at PMH is born or daughter's house. No, no. This is Christ the Lord, the Savior who came to save all of mankind. This is who will be born today. And you will find Him. I'm not just telling you, I'm not proclaiming this to you and just saying, leave it here. No, no, no. I'm telling you to go see that baby. Go see who Him. Go see Jesus. Because He is Christ the Lord. He is the one that's come to save us from our sins. Again, as you think of that, and you think, and you, you could comprehend that, and, and think of, you're your own business one night, and that happens. It has to startle you. It has to make you wonder. The shepherds are the people who the angels went to tell about this. Just like me and you on Christmas Day, we're not going to just want to go tell anybody about what we got for Christmas. No. We're going to want to tell our best friends. We want to tell the friends who we know. And we could tell those who we disappointed that we didn't get what we wanted. You see, the shepherds in their humble state were the group of people with whom God chose to share his message of love. God showed that he cared for the humble by proclaiming this great message of hope and love to them. You see, this is very important because there would be some people who would thought, hey, the Messiah is going to show up to those who are prominent. He's going to show up to those who are rich, who have everything together. That's who he's going to show up to. But no, God said, you know what? I got a different plan. I'm going to send to those humble shepherds. I'm going to send it to people who no one would expect because I know that they're going to listen. And you know what? They're going to want to go proclaim the good news of this babe who was born. And thirdly and lastly, God showed love by having the shepherds give a humble proclamation. Luke 2, 15 and 20 says this, When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Hey, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lion. Let me, you know what haste means, right? They went quick. They didn't go. They were saying, you know, we procrastinate. They weren't like saying, look here, let's lay, let's worry about these sheep tonight. But First thing in the morning, we head up the road and we go see what that, in Bethlehem and see what happened. No, no, no. I'm imagining what they did. They say, you know what? Forget these sheep. We gone. These sheep can fend for them. listen, these sheep fend for themselves because you know what? We got something more important to go see. We got the real shepherd, the great shepherd to go see. Because we know that he can he was the one that came to save this earth, to save the world. Verse 16, verse 17. And when they saw it, they made it known by saying had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all things, pondering them in heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Here's the question for us What are we doing with the good news that we have? We know about the Christmas story. And yes, Christmas is in December 25th. That's not what this story this is when this happened. But we celebrate, we set aside this day to remember the king that came to this earth in his humble beginnings, humble love state, talking to humble shepherds who came to save this world from their sin. You see, we needed a savior. We needed Christ to come because you know what? We all messed up in this room. We all sinned. We are no better than any shepherds. Because those shepherds have the same problem we have. We all sinned. You see, some of us believe that, you know what, I go to a private school, you know what, I'm better than the guy who goes to a government school. That's how some people think. Or, you know what, I could afford a J's, i wear wearing J's, and all you're wearing is sweet waters. Here's the point that we're trying to make it's that Christ came, listen, Christ came at all mankind. May come to know him and say, It wasn't, didn't matter about your status. It didn't matter if you were rich or you were poor. That didn't matter to Christ. But you see, for us, that's what we look at. We look at the status. But we see what these shepherds did. These shepherds heard the good news and said, You know what? They didn't just go in the corner and be like, But well, at least we saw the Savior, my boy. Guess what? And them people over there, they ain't going to never see him because we, 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 they didn't keep it themselves. They didn't keep the good news. What did they do? They ran and told everyone, hey, Christ the Savior is born today in Bethlehem. We saw him. We saw him. Think about us for a second. Think about the newspapers today. What is the first thing we hear about? Bad news. If there's something good that happens, very seldom you hear about it. Because we are so caught up in in sharing the bad news that we don't even worry about the good news. When's the last time you've heard good news? Huh? Right now? Okay. But when's the last time you've heard of young people doing something great for God? When the last time you heard something great, young people doing something great in their community? Not very often. But I can tell you this. If you go on Bahamas, my news, my buddy, every two hours you can hear something negative. Our world is so caught up and, and we want to hear bad news that people get excited about it. I mean, sit and think a bit for a second. Most of the time, what happens, and you know, thank the Lord that those guys on that day did have the, the, the cell phone filming that the guy got stabbed. That's a good thing. But let's be honest. We have, we have people that chop pictures on Facebook with someone's family member just pouring blood on the ground. And some people don't even know their family member has passed away. That's how they have to find out. Because we are all about hearing bad news. That's what gets us excited almost. But you saw that? You saw that? But when it comes to Christ and proclaiming his good news, we keep that ball up. What are you going to do this Christmas? The point I'm trying to make is this. With the good news that you've received, what are you going to do? Have you accepted Christ as your personal Savior? Because guess what? That is why this story happened. That's why Jesus came to earth. Jesus didn't come to earth just because he wanted to have a party and have angels show up and say, hey, he's born. No. Verse 11 is so key. He came to die. He came to save the world from the sin because we all have a problem in this room. And it's sin. What are you going to do with that truth? Some of you in this room have actually, you know, you've been saved for many years. And you haven't even taken that step of obedience to get Baptized. Because you know what? That is, that is, that's what we're supposed to believe. Each one of us as a believer should be getting baptized. So if you never got baptized, it's time to get baptized. Not because I told you, but to understand what baptism is. a proclamation to the world. Say, hey, I identify with Christ. In closing, you want me to tell you one of the sweetest things last night I was in my car. I was coming home Just finished going to Popeye's. Got my Popeye's food. So, I'm in the car. Just Mercy and myself. Mercy and I, okay? And anyway, we're talking. And you know what? My daughter, and it almost broke my heart, she'd say, Daddy, I want to get baptized. And I'm like, well, Mercy, you understand what baptism is? She said, yeah, it's when you identify with Christ. She didn't say that general thing, but she's like, It's it's basically with with saying that, you know, she basically said it's that I want God to be in full control of my life. And I'm like, Yeah, but that's not really what it's all about. And she's like, that means I have to listen to God's songs all the time. Oh, I can't listen to and I'm like, Here it is, this is a five year old. And you know what? She's excited, and she's thinking, I'm thinking to myself, she's excited about wanting to know Christ more. What about you? What about me? You see, when the Bible said that we need to have childlike faith, that's what it's talking about because you know what? Children don't care what people think about them. But we do. We get concerned. The shepherds didn't care what what people thought about them. They're ready to proclaim the good news of Christ. Are you? Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And we thank you for um, you love us, that you would send your son at this time of year, that we reflect. Father, we know that we don't just celebrate your birth, but we celebrate your death and resurrection, because we know that you came to die for our sins. And we just pray now that you continue to be on all that we do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.